Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast brought to you by MMO Bomb, your home for all things multiplayer related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, aka Magic Man, as always. And we're doing the show live. Twitch.tv slash MMO Bomb. Come join us, hang out with chat, chime in with your opinions during the show. We always love including them. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, Spotify, any of those, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Give it a like, a subscribe, thumbs up, turn on notifications, uh, all that stuff to feed the algorithms. But most importantly, on MMOBomb.com and on YouTube, in the comments, your weekly bombs, your question of the week answers, such an important part of the show. Don't forget to put them in there. We got a good question of the week for you uh, this week, something we're going to talk about as we go through the show. The one time in like two months, you're even a minute late and we finally start on time. Yeah, Tori. Sorry about that. Sorry about that starting on time shit. We, it'll never happen again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it'll never happen again. Joining me to talk all kinds of fun stuff and some not so fun stuff, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge. What's up, boss? You know, the last time we did this show, there were three inches of snow on the ground. Now it's yep. like 62 degrees outside. Yeah, there's a little chill in the air outside here today, but yeah, no snow, no rain or anything. After the snow, we just had like that rain for days. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, a little chilly out there, but throw on a coat, duck out for a smoke like you did, uh, like you did before the show. <laughs> Busted. I didn't, have, I didn't have to throw on a coat. I just went outside. <laughs> also on the line, the Dino Fries, Mr. Matthew D'Onofrio. How are you, sir? What's up, guys? What do you got Happy on your shirt there? You're like sporting. You got like all kinds of cheery stuff going on. This is straight from Japan. Yeah, that looks awesome. That looks fantastic. It's Look a Pokemon. You. Look at you rocking, uh, rocking some cheery Pokemon. Is this because you're still addicted to Power World? Is, it, is uh, that what it is? Power is pretty fun. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Yeah, we got the first look for Power World coming from uh, Dino Fries there. Troy Blackburn has completed the Raven Dawn Online first look. That is going to go up tomorrow, Saturday. So you'll have uh, Troy's list to look forward to, posted every Saturday. And then you'll have a first look video going up tomorrow as well. Lots of stuff coming out. Keep it locked and dialed here on MMOBomb.com. We very much appreciate it. On that note, let's uh, slide over and get started with some news. The layoffs continue, gentlemen. They continue. They continue. It's uh, It's been pretty messy. Like, we are already at the halfway point as far as gaming industry layoffs uh, compared to last year, right? That's And we're just, you know, January was a rough year. Jan January was a rough year. We, we, we've all made it through January, but boof. Uh, of note, obviously, we talked about uh, Blizzard and, and their layoffs. Now, some other stuff has happened on that front. The Microsoft team coming in. This is one, Troy, that I have a little bit of, like, I think you have to look at it a little objectively. That's not to say that it's ever cool to lay off 1,900 people, which is what Microsoft did across all of its business, gaming businesses. Now, most of those layoffs hit ABK, right? Blizzard got creamed by these layoffs, and they didn't exactly do it in a nice way either. If you ever need a reminder, no matter what profession you are in, no matter how much you love your job, your boss, your HR profession, they are not there for you. 
period. Full stop. End. They'll give you shit if you don't turn in two weeks' notice, but they can lay you off on an hour's notice, or hell, let you go do some esports live casting, and when you're done, lay you off. Like, it... And then right on the back of that, right, Troy, the Microsoft reports like massive earnings in their their previous quarter, like massive (laughs) earnings, like the Blizzard, Activision Blizzard purchase paying off uh, on the the balance sheet even more than they thought it was going to initially pay off. So, man, does it, it, it was rough. We were talking behind the scenes to some of our friends that work at Blizzard, obviously conversations that I can't really share. Uh, publicly, but just like, are you okay? Are you still employed? Because people had no idea, Troy. The media knew, we knew that people were going to be out of a job by the end of the day in a lot of cases way before the people that were going to be out of a job actually knew. Yeah, which is a sad set of circumstances. If you're If you're going to lay people off, the least you can do is let them know as soon as possible instead of taking your sweet time throughout a day to do it. It's a unfortunate set of circumstances for sure. And we definitely feel for those who were let go. Leadership changes also on the blizzard front as well as Mike Ybarra um, departs as president. This one's weird. Uh, we saw Jeff Keeley chime in on Twitter that he had had a conversation all, not all that long ago with uh, Mike saying, you know, uh, you're, you're going to have to pry me out of that place. Like, you know, we just have so much that I want to do and where we're focused and, you know, company guy through and through. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's leaving. Like, <laughs> he's, he, although uh, Mike Ybarra's tweet kind of said it was his own choice, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg on Twitter is saying Microsoft's Matt Booty said in a note that Yabara chose to leave his position as president of Blizzard. But in November, just two and a half months ago, at BlizzCon, Yabara told me that he wanted to stay for the long haul. Quote, someone will drag me out of Blizzard. That's how long I will be here. Uh, I mean, I guess they dragged him out there, Matt. I was like, eesh, gone. Yeah, I... Uh... I feel like I know the name Mike Yabara. Um, I feel like there's certain names in the game industry that just like are familiar to me. So that's sad. Um, and then I don't know how to feel about the new head just going off of the fact that she was um, one of the higher ups for the Call of Duty franchise. Seeing yeah. as how the Call of Duty franchise has been going. I mean, obviously it's still successful, so... That makes sense, but I mean, gamers though aren't like gamers kind of just begrudgingly buy Call of Duty today, it seems. Um, so, yeah, I don't and know. This one, chat and Jira mentioning something that I, I wanted to get to here. You have, I think you have to look at the Microsoft, particularly the Activision Blizzard uh, layoffs through a little bit of a different lens than the layoffs we've been seeing from all these other companies over the last 30, 60 days. Uh, which are just general layoffs and reductions in forces and closing of little studios, there's always going to be layoffs in a merger. There just always is. I've been through two or three of them myself at various companies throughout my different careers. And, and Troy, there's just always, we talked about this when the, the purchase was finalized, that you're going to have certain redundancies. 
you know, Microsoft has a team that handles X, Y, and Z. They could just absorb the the responsibilities of the team at Blizzard that is also doing X, Y, and Z. And maybe you keep one or two of those people and expand your team a little bit, you know, keep some knowledge, keep some experience in the Blizzard tree, but you mm-hmm. don't need all of them. 1,900 people? That's a lot of people. <laughs> that is that's, an that's a lot more than redundancies. <laughs> yeah, that's like an 8% reduction across the entire gaming division of Microsoft, which was about 22,000 employees. So, uh, and Jared giving the best word here, heavy-handed. Yeah, it does seem very heavy-handed, even though you do expect layoffs in, uh, in, in a merger situation. Yeah, absolutely. And and the redundancies aside, seeing this many people uh, lose their jobs, some of them, you know, probably expected to lose a job here and there. There were probably a handful that were like, you know, probably when this happens, there's probably Microsoft employees that handle this sort of thing. So there probably were a small handful that sort of expected this and kind of seen it coming. But I doubt that the the other 1,895 people (laughs) uh, saw this coming at all. Yeah, and it hit, Matthew, it hit like all walks of everything. We were seeing tweets throughout the day from uh, from QA workers, right? And that's unfortunately a department that often seems to be hit when it comes to layoffs is QA testing, because <laughs> why do mm-hmm. you need that? Um, but then all the way as high as like different Overwatch producers being impacted by the layoffs. And there were some pretty big names in this group. There's one or two. I'm not going to give the names <laughs> Because there's still rumors. I have reached out over the past week multiple times trying to verify if these people were in fact laid off to no avail yet. Uh, No answer. And I mean, obviously, it's a delicate situation if they were laid off. Even if they weren't, it's a delicate situation to talk about. But I have a feeling over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see a few, you know, eyebrow raise names that are no longer at Blizzard. We just don't know about them in any official capacity. It hit everybody. Overwatch was, yes, and Jerry, you're absolutely right. Overwatch, particularly the eSports side of of Blizzard, but Overwatch by itself as well, was hammered in these layoffs, just absolutely decimated. Yeah, no, um, I was thinking like, it sucks. That sucks for someone losing their job. Um, but on the other hand, like Overwatch has gone downhill. Call of Duty has gone downhill. World of Warcraft is is is, is picking up, but um I feel like ABK as a whole as a whole, although I don't know um uh, Candy Crush is king, right? Yeah. Candy Crush is on the king side of the right, so I, I have no idea what goes on in the Candy Crush world, but as far as the Activision Blizzard world, they've been kind of, you know, shit in the bed with their games uh, for a while now. Yeah. So maybe Microsoft, you know, taking some employees out and working on them may be good for us. Baron Vagabond saying PVE and Overwatch Troy is definitely a pipe dream now. Uh, it was it was already a pipe dream. The, the little well, no, what if Mike, what if Microsoft uh, steps in and nah. brings up nah okay nah. no, no but, not if they get done laying off uh, so many of the staff yeah 
Like it, and you're you're not wrong, Matthew. Like when you look at the the Blizzard library in particular, Diablo right now, Diablo Four is getting slammed yeah. on its yeah. latest season, just absolutely getting just rooked all over the internet for its latest season. Overwatch Two has had nothing but bad press after bad press after bad press and changes mm -hmm. in focus. As part of these reductions, that survival game that they've been working on axed. It's gone. Now, whether that will turn into something else or, you know, they'll reuse assets in some way, a la, you know, what was it? Titan becoming Overwatch uh, back in the day. Who knows? So that is absolutely canceled. That's confirmed. They do have, as you alluded to earlier, a new president uh, in Joanna Ferris. Now, Joanna's been there for a, a little bit. She's been there for like the last five years. She's been the general manager on the Call of Duty side of things, doing a lot of stuff. You've probably seen her if you watch Call of Duty esports stuff because she's the commissioner there and the senior VP head of leagues and all that stuff. Previous to that, she spent uh, about 11, a little over 11 years in the NFL in marketing and business development. And there's always kind of been weird relationships with NFL and Blizzard, Activision Blizzard to begin with. So very, very weird uh, choice. You know, I'm not saying she's not the right choice, but it just seems like on the surface, Troy, that is a lot of marketing experience. Um, a lot of marketing experience, but as a player, right? Uh, you almost have to be concerned a little bit because of, as Matthew brought up, the state of Call of Duty lately and what she's been okay with. You know, you know, rubber stamping to put out for the Call of Duty franchises is that is that going to boil over to Blizzard now? Is that the type of content we can look forward out of Blizzard going forward? Yeah, I, and I've seen those comments in the forums where they're like, where they're like, oh great, the company is now headed up by somebody who's been heading up releasing the same game every single year. Mm -hmm. uh, that that seems like a great way to go forward. So it's certainly a questionable time. You, you know, you love a, a comeback story, right? But there were just so many people impacted here. So many people that it's it's hard to see the road ahead. Like, it's very hard to see what are you going to do with Overwatch now? Like, you've basically bailed on esports as a whole. Uh, you'd already reduced esports to a fraction of what it once was. Now you're reducing it further. You still have Hearthstone out there. You still have Heroes of the Storm just, you know, doing its thing. Whether that becomes a, a bigger thing or not, again, who knows. Overwatch, challenges. That would be cool. Diablo, challenges. World of Warcraft. Ironically, I feel like the best thing going for World of Warcraft is not world right now is not World of Warcraft retail, which is kind of a dangerous situation to be in, right? Your classics, your Wrath classics, your Seasons of Discovery, very successful. Lots of people playing. But like it, you kind of look at it, Matthew, and go, is the weakest thing right now in the Warcraft lineup actually Warcraft retail? Because that seems dangerous. Yeah, I mean, people, people are suckers for nostalgia. Season and... of Discovery is awesome, though. Dude, season discovery is so awesome. I'm so excited for phase two next week. That's next week. I think, yeah, next week. Um, yeah, like February 8th, right? Or 6th, whatever. Tuesday, 8th, Thursday, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 6th or 8th, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was looking forward to actually to that Blizzard survival game. I mean, Blizzard makes like quality games. 
whether they're good or not is you know here or there but they're always quality um yeah maybe they need to work on a new ip or something well, it was an opportunity for Blizzard to do what they do best, right? Which is take uh, things that already what exist they did and, best <laughs> and put, put the Blizzard polish on them. Yeah, what they used to do best. What they used to do best was take a genre and make it immensely more accessible. That was the formula, right? Mm-hmm. Take a genre yeah. and make it more accessible. Take a genre and make it more accessible. And then when your competition starts implementing features based on you being more accessible you steal those features. Like that was the blizzard formula for a long, long time. Yeah, you're right, Baron. They did, they did it. They did it well for a long time. Uh, Unfortunately now it's uh, not so much. Not so much. Uh, Yeah. Obviously our condolences to those impacted by the layoffs, not only at ABK, uh, by the way, the union CWA uh, communication workers of America chiming in saying none of its union members were part of this. Now that's nice to say, uh, but they also did, the right thing and also say, look, being in a union does not absolutely guarantee you are going to be protected from layoffs. Uh, They didn't want to leave that impression, which they shouldn't have. That was good. But they did say, you know, being in the union and we want everybody to be part of these unions because it does help with transparency around these types of situations. So nobody in the CWA union impacted by these layoffs, but a huge number on top of what was already thousands of people. So there's a lot of game dev folks looking for jobs right now. If you need talented people, there are a ton of them on the market right now. Uh, Snag them up. Snag them up. Get Get them all in there. In other seriously WTF news this week... <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, just won't go away. It's very weird. The this studio closed. <laughs> this this studio closed. Yet they're back. They're back. Randomly posted on Twitter. Uh, this was on the twenty fourth. So la- late last week, there was the uh, and I think we talked briefly about it last week. The the post that they said, uh, hey, by the way, you know, it was content creators. Those were the ones that got money. We didn't get money. Uh, but this situation just keeps getting worse, right? They they said they were victims of a hate campaign and all this. It was ridiculous. So they put that post up on Twitter. We covered it on the site. Did we talk briefly about this last week? I don't remember. Like, uh, I don't think we did a show last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right, because I was out of town. Um, I was in Columbus at Magi Fest because I'm a magician. Um, Yeah, so they put a post, who made money on the day before? Certain bloggers made huge money by creating false content with huge titles from the very beginning to gain views and followers, exploiting the lack of information about the game's development. Their actions triggered a gold rush among content creators due to the game's pre-release popularity. What do they say? uh, Why do they say that the release game is not the same as in the trailers? And why was the game closed? We implemented everything shown in the trailers. From home improvements and a detailed world of off-road vehicles. We only disabled a few minor features. Okay, well then you didn't implement everything you showed in the trailers. Like... 
right? Mm-hmm. Right away, you're <laughs> right away, the sentence makes no sense. Like parkour, you know, movement. That's minor. That's minor. <laughs> Due to bugs, but plan to include them in a full future release. Remember, the experiment where you're asked to count pink objects in a room and then recall the blue ones? You won't remember any. It's all about focus. The negative bias instilled by certain bloggers made making money on hate affected perceptions of the game. Look at unbiased gameplay, like Dr. Disrespect's stream at release. Despite the initial (laughs) bugs and server issues, he liked the game, which we fixed later, and the game received improved reviews over the weekend. You know, the only weekend it was actually a game. Uh, Unfortunately, the hate campaign had already inflicted significant damage. By the way, after sales closed, many people wrote to, I hate this. I hate, politicians do this one all the time, too. Ugh. After sales closed, many people wrote to us that bloggers had deceived them and they liked the game and they asked for access. We also heard that petitions were created to continue development and on the black market, the game's price exceeded $200 and some even began to make their own mods. We're grateful to all the senders of mails who expressed support and uh, appealed not to give up and to continue work. Finally, we encourage you to subscribe to our social networks to know what will happen next. The social networks of a company that said on Twitter it's closing. Comes back, fires at bloggers and content creators, blames them for the failure, blames them. Yes, I'm actually a magician. (laughs) Shocked Pikachu face. Uh, Blames them for the failure. Of a game that was under the, you're. I would not advertise Troy that the game being sold on the black market for two hundred dollars shows value. No, it shows that it was not accessible anymore. You couldn't buy it, and it was a train wreck. People wanted to see. <laughs> That's why there were some Steam keys on the black market for two hundred some dollars. That's why. Yeah, this is an this is an absolutely delusional statement uh, coming out of left field for sure. Uh, you've announced the closure of your game. Uh, Steam had to issue refunds. Your publisher had to issue refunds. Um, there's a reason you you. The only true statement in here is they probably didn't make any money because obviously, obviously, if they'd have made money, they they'd uh, stuck around for at least a little bit to milk some more of it out of consumers. So that's probably the only true thing in this entire statement. The 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 part where go look at Doctor Disrespect who liked our game. That guy is not known as a uh, as a well balanced uh, reviewer of anything. Uh, yeah. He he is a shock jock yeah, streamer. Well, here's the thing: like Doctor Disrespect or not, set that aside. You have to know that, or you have to at least acknowledge that he is one of the bigger streamers in that space, right? Shooters, survival games, that type of thing. He is whether you like him or not, doesn't matter. That is one of the biggest in that space. Streaming about liking the game from now. I don't know if he did or not. I didn't watch any allegedly, of his streams. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. I don't know if he liked the game or not. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, they're saying he liked the game. So you had one of the biggest content creators in that space saying, you know, hey, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe it'll end up improving. Maybe I even like it a little bit. Allegedly. But then you want to blame the downfall on what? Smaller creators? 
like what i mean kira tv did a bunch of videos on this throughout the but but kira's always pretty just like chill and laid back right and he just calls mm -hmm. he calls a duck a duck it's he, I, i've never watched a kira video where i walked away feeling like he just bashed something that's not his style and he's one of the bigger uh creators out there that did day before videos along the way and he was just pointing out what we were pointing out in the press. Hey, all these trailers that said it was an MMO disappeared when early access started. You didn't implement all the features. You implemented entirely. And we're still getting stories, and we will continue to get We just posted yesterday from devs saying that they were, like, fined by their employers when they... <laughs> <laughs> when they put in subpar work that their their bosses didn't like, they were fined, and then the working conditions were awful. And they they say, hey, this is all bullshit. In I didn't read the full statement, but they say that's all bullshit. We don't know any of these people. They're not real people. This is just the just absolutely. Here's the best part, Matthew. The initial post got community commented on Twitter to hell and back. Yeah, I mean it got it, to the point that they took the tweet down. They deleted it. Mm -hmm. Then they put it up again. And it got community commented to hell and back. So they took it down again. You can't view this on their Twitter anymore, even though we link to it and all that stuff. Every piece I've written on this, by the way, I take screenshots and put them in the piece because I know embeds are just going to disappear. <laughs> yep. And I've literally said that in the pieces. Um, then they changed their Twitter bio to say, you know, like, read the read a full new announcement from us and put a bunch of red flags and a link to their website. And on yeah. their website is an image of this statement and the previous statement that they had made. And by the way, so much for not holding a grudge against those that didn't support them, right? Remember, that was like something big they posted the week before they went into early access. We don't hold a grudge. It's fine. If you're a detractor, that's fine. We hope to win you over. <laughs> Weeks later, they're like, fucking grudge. <laughs> what a mess, Matthew. What an absolute mess. I know. Uh, I mean, do you think they made money? Oh, no, from they, this? they did not. No, no. They did not. No, it, it right. wasn't even live long enough for Steam to issue the payout. Right. right. When you put a right. game on Steam and Matthew, you buy it. I put it up on Steam and you buy it. I don't immediately get my 70% and Steam gets its 30%. Steam has a payout schedule and usually it's like 30 days, something like mm. that, end of the month, like whatever your specific circumstances are. So they never even got the money. My Tona and Fantastic mm. never even got it. It was closed within days and then force refunded within a week and a half. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, they could have at least been like, "Oops, we, we, we messed up. Like, this was a failure. Here, take all your refunds. We'll try again, and like, probably get some positive support from the community. Like, at least for like acknowledging their mistakes and giving the refunds. You know, like a kind of like a no harm, no foul situation, and then work on a a new and better game. You know, keeping the experience that they had here, but." Instead, like they're just blacklisted now in a way. Instead, you release a statement that just has lies in it. Uh, the part about you know we we released everything that was in the videos and we released everything that we said was going to be in the game. That's just lies. 
Yeah. I mean, you it's took down untruths. videos representing the game as an MMO. And again, we continue to hear from devs through anonymous sources. I know that sucks sometimes. You know, you really want to be able to be like, that's the source. But you, there were people that didn't even, working on the game, that didn't even know it was an MMO until they saw mm -hmm. trailers being advertised saying that the game was an MMO. Like, it's it's absolutely like shades of Sergei Titov back in the day. Uh, if you remember all that, what, what, World War Z or War Z or the War Z or whatever the hell it was. And it's just, you know. <laughs> How many different one versions of that yeah, it was absolutely. before it was over with. Yeah, so just remember these names. Remember the names of the leaders here because, I mean, they were already working on some mobile stuff and the rumors are they're still continuing that and even hiring some ex-staff back. I, I was just, oh, by the way, the day before website, gone. The day before Twitter, uh, gone. Those have since been deleted since I wrote this piece up, too. And I mentioned that in the piece. Like, I have this all recapped in multiple pieces. All of it's linked and referenced. You can have a field day looking through it. Uh, I was stunned when all of a sudden I saw it in my feed. I was like, wait a minute. This company closed. The game is gone. All the refunds are gone. Like, what are you post? Who is posting this? <laughs> as far as I knew, you guys closed your doors. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. We're going to continue to hear about this. It's just going to continue. Wayfinder, by the way, in last WTF news, Wayfinder, uh, the company behind that game, uh, Airship Syndicate, laid off 12 people this past week, and both their president and CEO are taking pay cuts. Now, I was able to reach out, talk to them a little bit, uh, and they gave us this statement here. We can confirm that today we had to part ways with 12 of our coworkers. This decision was made to ensure that Airship Syndicate can continue to operate and deliver great experiences. In addition to reducing staff, Ryan Stefanelli, president, and Joe Madurera, CEO, will be, apologies if I mispronounced that, will be reducing their pay while we work to secure our future plans. That's confident wording. Uh, while <laughs> challenging, this is not the end for Wayfinder. We'll be talking more about our future soon. So remember, Wayfinder went into early paid early access at launch. If it launches, it'll be free to play. Uh, Digital Extremes dipped out, shut down their whole little department of external projects, gave it all back to Airship Syndicate. We were worried about the game's future then. Now, Troy, 12 people get laid off. The CEO and president are taking pay cuts while they work to secure our future plans. I did ask two follow-up questions uh, that have yet to be answered. If they're answered at some point, I will... Uh, add them to the piece because I think they're important and maybe show what could be happening here. I asked, you know, how big is the remaining team on Wayfinder? To put it another way, what percentage of Wayfinder staff is represented by these 12 people? 12 people doesn't sound like a lot, but if you have a team of 50, that's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and if the layoffs impacted a particular department, uh, you know, was this getting rid of a bunch of QA employees? Was this the narrative team? Was this the art team? Or was it just kind of spread out all over the place? If I hear back on those, I certainly will update the piece to let you know. 
But Troy, this can't, as much as they say, like, this isn't the end of Wayfinder, Digital Extremes leaving wasn't the end. This layoffs and pay cuts for the CEO and president, this isn't the end either. I got to ask you, is this the end of Wayfinder? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This may not be the end of Wayfinder, but unfortunately, I think in the next six to eight months, we're going to be hearing the end of Wayfinder. I probably should have put this in my predictions article, uh, which you can check out on MMObomb.com. Um, for this year, uh, but Matthew, are you are you still even playing the game? No, 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 man. <laughs> You're like so insulted that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I was I was like a big supporter at the beginning. You know, I put I put in like a hundred hours when it first launched. I waited in the queues because I was so excited to play. Uh, but not nah, this is. I think I think it's dead on arrival. I mean, like, how can you? They lost uh, the war. I forgot the Warframe people. What's their name? Digital. Digital right? extremes. Digital extremes, and now they're losing staff. So, like, are they just banking on the fact that they're gonna get popularity again on upon getting uh, going like their launch, which will be free to play? I don't know. I I know like I I'm a member of the Discord server. I don't really follow anymore, but I did in the beginning, and they were you know the the community managers, um mem- you know and members of the Airship Syndicate team said something along the lines of that like they expect the po- they they're they're like fine with the popularity having died down. They're fine with you know not having many people play that this is all like you know like for lack of better phrase like part of the plan like they're just testing stuff anyway like they're confident that upon official launch like that they'll be they'll be uh successful and i don't think so i i think i think they launched way too early if you ask me they should have they i mean people's first impressions of a game are so important because it doesn't it doesn't matter it's so hard to like build your game up after failing like cyberpunk for example like cyberpunk everyone hated on it now people have pretty positive use of it but that took years and lots of work and blah 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 they should have delayed the early access launch closer to the official launch uh, but i mean it's like kind of too late now yeah, yeah and it, to your point, uh, early access, you can hide behind that all you want to and say, you know, it's just early access. We've got more features coming. But once people get their hands on the game, that is their first impression of the game. And you never get a second chance. And you're charging, by the way, for, for early access. And by the way, yeah. you're charging. Yeah. So you deserve. $150 for like the most expensive. Uh, yeah, it's like 20 bucks for the smallest and like 150 or whatever it is for the biggest founders pack. Now, I obviously the game is not just on Steam. It is also on console, PlayStation. Uh, but there are 163 people playing on Steam. So that gives That's you so, an idea. That is so low. Yeah. And remember, Man. this game was actually That's supposed so to bad. launch last year. Not just early access, but it was supposed to launch launch. They were going to do early access around August, whatever, and then a full release in late 2023 for both consoles and PC. And it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And now here we are, February of 2024. We're still in early access. You got less than 200 people playing it on Steam. You're not partnered with Digital Extremes anymore. You just laid off 12 people and you've cut the CEO and the president's salary, which, by the way, kudos. 
Yeah, kudos. Give him where due. That's the right thing to do. You know, maybe the layoffs would have been 15, 18, 20 instead of 12 without that cut. I don't know. I'm not privy to their internal finances, but I always like seeing leadership bear the burden uh, when it is time to bear the burden. Uh, so kudos on that decision. Now, whether it was a substantial cut or not, I don't know. But kudos for the decision. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that what's what's really weird here, Troy, is it's not a bad game. It's not a terrible game. It's it's going to no. be a little bit niche, right? Because it's kind of a dungeon delving, infinitely repeatable Warframe esque type uh, game. So it's going to be a little niche. But Warframe's already proven that you can find the right niche and capitalize on it. It's not terrible. They have made a ton of improvements to different systems in the game and queue times and all that good stuff. I mean, the queue times things, I guess, sorted itself out. Uh, <laughs> just people, oh, man. <laughs> people just stopped <laughs> logging in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's mean. But it's not a terrible game and it's not poorly monetized or anything like that where you're just like, Oh, it's so pay to win. That's why it's so weird. I have a feeling this is going to be rushed into early access. Now, even though it's late by their original plans, I think it's going to be rushed to the free to play release earlier than what they're currently planning. And they'll get a nice influx for a little while, but at a price tag of $20 for the, the smallest pack, this game never got above 12,000 people on Steam to begin with. That's not great for a $20 price tag. The future's rocky at best. Mm-hmm. At best. And I am worried about it. They say it's not the end, but Troy, I kind of agree with you. I wonder if this isn't closing by the end of 2024 after some rushed free-to-play launch and then four months later, not sustainable. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I say it going, and I, I don't want to see it go that way for sure. But uh, the the writing's kind of on the wall at the moment. Hopefully they hopefully they got some uh, some kills paint they could paint over that writing on the wall. But we'll yeah, see. We'll see. All right, let's take a look at a few upcoming games, and then we'll finish off with uh, our kind of question of the week, our answers to this week's question of the week. We've got a few upcoming things I want your opinion on, Troy. We've been seeing a lot from the Blade and Soul team. By the way, NCSoft launching their new purple launcher. Uh, Blade and Soul and Ion and all those games are part of it. Uh, Interesting, right? You know, okay, it's another launcher. Great. We don't really want more launchers. But there are some things you can do here that might be worth taking a look at. Uh, and that's like remote play of those games via your phone and a few other uh, unique features to the launcher. So maybe worth checking them out. But Blade and Soul's been working on a Neo Classic version, and we've kind of briefly talked about this before on the show. But we're seeing more and more of this redesigned environments in pictures and in videos, which I'm I'm showing some on the screen now. They are revamping some of the systems in the game a bit. It kind of came out of nowhere. We still have no idea when it's going to release. No idea. Uh, in this latest video that you're seeing in the, the footage here, uh, they talk about, we would like to sincerely apologize that we can't satisfy your curiosity regarding the release schedule at this time. However, we promise to give it our all in creating the best possible version of Blade and Soul Neo Classic that will surpass your expectations and reward you for your patience. Uh, what are you thinking when you look at this, Troy? Because Blade and Soul has been one of those games that's, 
you know, it's kind of always been there. It's not terrible, but it's got some problems. And I kind of dig what they're doing with some of the new uh, polished art. I don't know. I kind of want to give this a shot, but I don't really know why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This looks super sexy to me. Uh, Blade and Soul, I really enjoyed the combat. I really enjoyed the world of the game. It was some of the RNG progression BS that that really kind of turned me off from the game initially. Yep. And and why I kind of quit playing. So, you know, if they can eliminate, I, I think they've worked on that stuff since then, but I just never have gone back to the game at that point. Uh, back to that, you never get a second chance to make a first impression thing. But this looks super sexy to me. I'm like, I'm like, kind of pumped for this, and uh, I'll definitely be checking it out when it launches uh, someday <laughs> in the future. Someday, someday. What about you, Matthew? Is this? Uh, how do you feel about the original Blade and Soul? That was obviously out for a long time before you had joined the team, so we've never really talked yeah, about I, it with you. I didn't play the original Blade and Soul. That being said, I had a friend who played it. And uh, I've seen gameplay of it. It always seems interesting. I think, part in particular, the combat got a lot of praise. I believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's what I heard. Uh, this looks really nice. This looks really, really nice. Very, really pretty. Um, as someone who hasn't, who didn't play the original Blade and Soul, I would check this out. Even beyond the fact that I may need to cover it for the site, um, I would check this out. Even if. Uh, yeah, I would check this out. Is it? Is it? It'll be free, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jira yeah. saying the progression is completely different now. I'm curious if the classic will revert the progression or keep it the way it is now. Yeah, they've obviously made a ton of changes to Blade and Soul, and we just don't exactly know how many systems, whether it's progression or combat or this. Like they have talked in a couple posts very vaguely about making certain changes to combat and questing slash progression, but they haven't really done any deep dives on that. Every single thing they post has been like zone previews or uh, like you're seeing here, boss previews where they're just showing comparison stuff, old versus new. Looks great, but I really want to dive into those system changes and improvements. That's going to be the key for me, I think. You can polish a turd, but it's still a turd. I don't want this to be a turd. Right. I want them to polish and do some improvements on some of the gripes from the original. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be don't be sad. I wasn't slamming them. I wasn't slamming them. <laughs> Matthew, this one's for you. I only put it in the show for you. Skull and Bones has released some endgame information in the last week. They have also released Details on their upcoming open beta, what you can expect in that beta. We've covered it all on the site. You can check it out. What will be available, how far you can play, what will roll over from open beta to launch. It's all covered there. There's going to be in the end game a lot of like empire building and that type of stuff. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's still skull and bones. Uh, <laughs> but I know Matthew's excited, so I'll give him a chance. What are you thinking now that you're seeing more information? And we're getting very, very close to getting our hands on this one. I don't understand how you can't be at least a little bit excited. It's pirates. Pirates are the best. I I know, and I want to go with you, but it just looks like Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, stripped down to, like, the minimum to get it to work. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. He says, I'm, yeah, I'm, but he's like, I'm playing it. I'm playing it. There's no there's no good pirate games. Like, 
I don't like uh, called Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Uh, I don't know. I've tried Sea of Thieves. Didn't click for me. I I like the more realistic graphics. Um, the pirate ship battles look really cool. The game's gonna suck, no doubt. But I don't <laughs> <laughs> every I'm excited re- to play this sucky game. Everything that I keep seeing right now as people that have had access to it, people that are playing or have a little bit of experience with the end game and stuff. Everything I keep hearing, Troy, and I don't know if you're different, is uh it's just mid. Like at best, yeah. it's just mid. Yeah, I'm kinda I'm 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 excited for the reviews and stuff because I wanna I want to see, you know, are they, are they really going to go all in on it and really give it a hard time? Or are there going to be some mixed reviews on it to certain people like the ship combat and things like that? Because you can look at other games that do certain aspects well and they get some uh, they get some positive feedback for that and the other kind of gets glossed over. So I'm curious to see what the reviews look like when this comes out. This game is going to be 70 bucks. Yeah. No way! Is it on how many? Game how Pass? many? How many red flags do you need, Matthew? How many red flags it, do you wait, need? How many pirate flags on, do you need? Is it on Game Pass? Uh, I don't think so. It's Ubisoft, so it's probably on Ubisoft Connect. Seventy bucks. Is this like a? This is like a forty dollars game at max. Come on. Game requires online like, multiplayer to play console. Game I don't think it's on Game Pass. Ultimate sold separately. I mean, it looks like it's going to be available to buy through Game Pass, but not on the Pass Pass. Not on Game no. Pass. Oof. Oh, Oof. no, it's not. Because I, I forgot about this when I was playing um, Prince of Persia, which, by the way, is the best Ubisoft game I've oh, played in a long time. Right. I still haven't so platted they, it yet, but I beat it. They have their own subscription service. Yeah, they have yeah. their own, yeah. own, own, own dumbass platform and shit. Yeah, so they want you to sub oh, through that. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. I think you it's know like what? 15 a, a month or anymore. something. Uh, last up on the, hey, this is coming. I, I just threw this in here because I thought Troy would find it funny. Troy likes... Sandbox action adventure games. So here comes Faction Z. There's a title that's just yes, you nailed it. Best title ever. <laughs> right. where's, the, where's the zombies? Right. You say Z, I I know I think zombies. Multiplayer action adventure sandbox game coming from an indie studio, Orcana Games. You're looking at a new gameplay trailer that just dropped this week. There's going to be a demo and early access testing in uh, February at the what the Steam Next Fest or whatever. Uh, Faction Z has a skill system where players can choose between active and passive effects during upgrades, adding more depth, an element of randomness in the upgrade system, because that's what we love. Let's upgrade our characters in a random way, allowing mm-hmm. players to focus on upgrading a single skill, yet your outcomes aren't guaranteed. Don't worry, though, they say Faction Z also allows skill resets through the skill master in the village. In-game players will activate and destroy monuments to unlock challenges. Monuments awaken troublesome monsters, and defeating them is needed to challenge bosses. And they're in five different levels of increasing difficulty. So buying, selling, crafting equipment, resetting your skills, that type of thing. It's kind of got a cute little aesthetic here. Uh, 
<laughs> that is a lot of combat text. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is a lot what of What is text. with the weapon scaling in this game? Yeah, that's the Look biggest that thing. Bow. Why are they so big? <laughs> I kind of dig it. Like, it's silly, right? It's clearly an indie studio that they're they're doing their thing and not taking it too seriously. Like, I'm all for that. But, yeah, there that bow is three times the character's height and just clips into the ground. <laughs> Just clips. Yeah. <laughs> Ch chat saying the proportions are wild. I like stylized graphics, but this looks like it was made by a twelve-year-old on Game Jolt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not stylized enough, in my opinion. Uh, so to, you're it, saying the look at that style. sword. <laughs> it needs more style. Also, this is this is this is a roguelite. Then, in regards to all its randomness, why didn't they just go the roguelite route? So, Troy, I can't interest you. Can't interest no, you. I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> this, this was a good trailer. The uh, the trailer made me giggle the first time I saw it, like, no doubt. Look at those numbers, man. That is some wild combat text. <laughs> it looks like they, they stripped the text that's used in those, like, mobile games you see advertised where, like, your guy goes left to right and shoots the things that are rolling down. You know, or the army that's walking down. Like, I've seen the dime a dozen mobile games, and it's that text. <laughs> Looks exactly like that. Hey, all right. Final thing, then we're going to slide over to the weekly bombs here. Uh, this is also going to be our question of the week when we get down to it. So I will remind you to answer this one. Troy, I want to know. We all have, like, little pet peeves of things that game developers, and particularly MMOs or multiplayer games, do. Uh, that maybe you like, maybe you don't like, is a little annoying and stuff here. But I want to know the companies, the particularly the MMO companies, uh, the big dogs out there. And let's set aside like treatment of employees and like any of those outside circumstances. Like don't don't use that to say, hey, I don't like Blizzard, right? Obviously, realistically, mm. you could, but just from a customer centric practice in their MMOs, what company do you absolutely just hate like no matter no matter how good an mmo's trailer and gameplay and everything you're looking at you know it looks great it's something you would like you want to try it but as soon as you see that company's name on it you're like i'm out forget it i don't care how good it looks what company just absolutely does that for you uh, or gamigo. companies gamigo for sure uh Whenever Fractured Online announced that they were partnering with them, which they've since unpartnered with them, but I remember I was interested in Fractured Online as a survival sandbox, and then they announced Gamigo, and I completely, instantly, I was like, okay, well, you're dead to me now, um, and lost all interest in it whatsoever, and the only reason I did the first look on it was because Mike asked me to, so I jumped <laughs> in and, and played it. I put time into I put more time into it than I intended to in order to play it because I kept trying to find the good parts, and unfortunately there weren't a lot of good parts in the game at that time at least. So they've unpartnered with Gamigo since then. But yeah, as soon as they announced that, I was just I was over it. Uh, Gamigo has Rift now, which I go back and I play for nostalgia regions sometimes, uh, but usually just a day or two, and I do not give them any money whatsoever to do what, so. What is it about them? Like, what does Gamigo do that or not do that you're just like you're you're awful? They just they bring in games to just milk them for money. They turn into cash shops uh, more so than they already are. Uh, in a lot of cases, but yeah, they just make cash shops out of them and just milk them for money. 
and they don't they don't care about content they don't really care about the players they're just trying to milk everything they can out of it which they're a business whatever you can make that argument if you want to but you know a good game would make a whole lot more money than a cash shop game i think we've said about gamigo on this show before that's that's like where mmos go to die yeah because <laughs> they're you're not getting updates you're not getting updates any other like honorable mentions for you uh gamigo's the big or, one or dishonorable mentions i guess i should say <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, the God, who is it even under now? Gearbox now, cryptic, perfect world, gearbox, oh, whatever yeah, they are yeah, now, yeah. they're, they're always super monetization heavy games and everything's always kind of geared towards the, uh, the cash shop in those games. So that's probably a dishonorable mention for me. What do you got, Matthew? Oh, Nexon. Nexon hands down. <laughs> no question about it. Absolutely sure. <laughs> they ruined Maple Story. They're gonna ruin the finals. They're gonna ruin the first descendant. They they I don't know. They I feel like they're around because they have, you know, money. And I mean like they'll stay around because they can published games and but i don't know everything that their name is attached to i always i'm like skeptical of um it's nexon nexon is the friggin worst when yeah, it comes to i'm really nervous about because you and i enjoyed the beta we really did like there was some repetitive repetitive repetition and stuff going on that we didn't quite like but we weren't the only ones and they acknowledged that feedback but i'm really nervous for the first descendant because i don't want them to screw that up and then uh, honorary mention would be uh, NCSoft for sure. Yeah, seeing some in chat, Choro Dude saying NCSoft, I'm still bitter about Wildstar. <laughs> and Jira saying Gameforge and Nexon, Guardian Veil saying Gameforge. Yeah, that's one we, I guess we, yeah, they're pretty terrible. Uh, we don't have to really deal with them a lot in the States here. That's more for you uh, European viewers. That have, that get impacted by GameForge a little more often than we do. Uh, Angira saying, "Yeah, Perfect World, definitely a red flag." Yeah, man. And the worst thing about Perfect World is that the games aren't total trash, right? Like, right. If, if the game is trash, <laughs> then you're just like, I don't care what what you're doing with the monetization. But okay. it just always felt like Star Trek Online, Neverwinter. Like those had very, very, very good things going for them that were then later mm -hmm. ruined by this like just cash shop uh, enhancement in Neverwinter and all that that garbage stuff. The you love the first Descendant, super worried it'll be hot garbage. Yeah, exactly. Good games, or they were good games at one time. I would kind of argue now that Neverwinter isn't that great a game, but that's because. They took what could have been a great game and was a good and solid game and just like morphed it into fitting the cash shop model they wanted to go with. Uh, the obnoxious loot box, loot box announcements in Perfect World Games, yeah. That has been since day one my immediate gripe. NCSoft is like hit or miss for me. NCSoft is one of those companies that it like really depends on the game. Hmm. Because some of them they're okay, uh, and then some of them they're just they're just not. Uh, Try on Worlds was great, I thought, initially when they took Rift free to play. They did it everything yeah. right. 
And then Tryon Worlds just started putting so many damn currencies in there, you couldn't follow it. Now Gamigo owns it. From a press standpoint, I have an honorable mention, not as a like a customer, but Daybreak Games. Daybreak Games annoys the piss out of me. Uh, <laughs> EverQuest, EverQuest 2, DCUO, fine, fine. I don't generally have too many gripes about the way they're monetized or anything like that. Um, never really did. There are some things they've done that I'm like, mm, they shouldn't have done that. But I, I don't look at EverQuest 2 and, or, and go, oh my God, I would never play that. Uh, but from a press standpoint, I never know when to believe what Daybreak is telling me. <laughs> I, I just so never know because they have, in my opinion, they have like flat out lied about ownership in the past and all kinds of, everybody remembers that stuff probably like when there were Russian sanctions and all of a sudden Daybreak was like, oh no, 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 that person doesn't own us. That person doesn't own us. NCSoft owns Arena.net and really enjoy Guild Wars, so they're not 100% evil. More misses than hits. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, Guild Wars 2, I don't really find anything egregious about it, but then there's other NCSoft properties like Ion these days where I'm just like, no, not playing that. Not playing mm -hmm. that. But as a company, I'd probably put Cryptic Studios slash when it was Perfect World Entertainment up there as the one that bugs me the most because the games weren't total trash to begin with. Uh, and Nexon always worries me. Always worries me. Dude, the first Ascendant, I promise you, is going to be monetized out the ass. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's going to be like, we're going to play it, and it's going to be like, yes, love this game. This game is so much fun. And then you're going to hit a wall where you have to spend money. Yeah, and it's going to be late, of course, right? You're, you're not even going to yep. notice that there's something sketchy with the monetization until you're like, dozens of hours into it and you're like oh yeah i guess i'm i don't play this anymore <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do the old alids online right where you don't really realize that it's a cash shop trap until you're max level and you have 150 hours in the game and then you're like well shit i am useless now unless i want to spend some money mm -hmm. let's slide over and finish up today with the weekly bombs Troy, you're up. I have to give an A-bomb to Warhaven closing. Speaking of uh, Nexon, uh. I am devastated. I am appalled. <laughs> I'm sad. Didn't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm going through multiple states of oh mourning at the gosh. moment. Didn't even I make it out it. of early access. Here's I the know. best part. We didn't write Dude. this up because it was dumb. We wrote up that it was closing, like the day it happened. What's funny is like nobody else saw that. Nobody. We saw it. Troy saw it. Oh my god! Because he follows it. Immediately wrote yeah. it up, and then it was like a week and a half before I saw that story anywhere else. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you are the only one in the world that was following that close enough to even see that it was closing. That's sad. yeah. They they announced it on their Discord before it hit. Like yeah. uh, I think I was done with the write up before it hit Twitter. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad of a game. Here's the best part. No, I, I, just, like, I tweeted I just, this like, yesterday. I tweeted this from MMO Bomb's account yesterday. We didn't write it up because there was no point. It was just something, you know, small. But if you go to their Steam page, yesterday they announced a new login event. <laughs> they were like, the new login event rewards starting January 31st are here and blah, blah, blah. And it detailed all the, the awards. And we don't cover little stupid shit like that. Like, hey, here's a login event for the next 12 days. Great. 
so we didn't write it up as news, but I had to tweet it out. I was like, man, that's really weird that last week you announced your closing, and this week you're like, yeah, login event. Let's do it up, boys. Free stuff. Log in and play. Little weird. Wow. Little weird. It only came out September 20th. Well, it didn't even come out. It's still early access. Oh, yeah, it's still early access. Dude. That that's every game though. I don't even know what the difference is today. What do you uh what do you uh, got for a weekly bomb there, Matthew? Hey, it's Power The World, bomb right? to Power World. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like I don't like people and by people I mean Twitter gets mad about like the oh the the copying of Pokemon and you know, it's not fair that this studio makes so much money and like Okay, like jealous. I mean, I don't know. I I'm I think it's only a positive for the gaming industry. I know like that dude from I think it was Riot Games like made a YouTube video and was like, "Oh, like this is bad because people are just going to uh like, you know, reskin games that work and, you know, there's not going to be any uh like creativity involved." But in my opinion, like games should be fun. Pal World is fun, and that's all that that's it. matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give a dub bomb to the German state of Bremen, one of my favorite character names that I just totally shanked from uh, 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 Shannara, if you prefer series, but. German state of Bremen, uh, yeah, they're they're done with loot boxes. They've had enough. Their legislation has just said, you know what, we want to ban this. Now, it's not going to be official or anything. Their local legislation now has to push against the country's legislation to kind of get them to move this and make it countrywide or anything. But when you read some of the statements, they were just fed up. Like, nobody was pulling any punches. They were just like, get these out of here. We're done. We're done. No, we don't want odds. We don't want age restrictions. Just get these out of these games. And you got to respect that. You got to respect yep. it. I love it. Uh, from chat, Tuzzub says, Debombed and Shrouded. Yeah, that's doing really well. For finally scratching that landmark itch for me, the building tools aren't as good yet, but the potential is there. Guardian that, Veil. Go ahead. Really quick, Nick. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, I didn't bring this up because Enshrouded isn't a multiplayer game. but Yeah, it's got like uh, mild co-op stuff. Yeah. Something about Enshrouded that I think is really cool is that uh, the developers made their own engine for the game like people look at it and think oh unreal engine 5 it's completely uh their own engine which i think is really cool just want to say that guardian veil vale saying to bomb to city of heroes for a big nostalgia hit yep expect more out of that team when now they have a license mm -hmm. a bomb to f fantastic thank you for the drama hope to never see you again you'll see them again. <laughs> yeah, they're not going away anytime soon yeah they're they're not done remember i get this segment of the show from youtube and on mmobomb.com the most you could really help out with the engagement and stuff like that by putting your weekly bombs in the comments and your question of the week answers from youtube or from mmobomb.com tori the chicken chiming in saying i was going to give an a bomb to windows for not supporting a ps4 controller Mostly because the good one good software to do that as a third party is basically dead now. But now I think I'd rather give it to Microsoft directly for laying off a thousand plus people. I guess people smarter than me might have seen that coming. We definitely saw some coming. That just happens in mergers and acquisitions, Tori, but 
I would never have put the number at 8% of Microsoft's gaming workforce. <laughs> that no. no, I just would not have put it there. Uh, go ahead, Troy. Dist 19. Silly fact about this online nickname. As a kid, I remember Drist Doorden from reading Icewind Dale as Dist. Yeah, so remember last week or last show, we were kind of like, was that supposed to be Drizzed? And I just didn't put the R in the show notes or everything. No, it is actually Dizzed. And I should know that. Like, Dizzed has been commenting forever. Love you. Thank you. But yeah, it was because Dizzed misremembered Drizzed. <laughs> and so now it's just Dizzed. Thank you for clearing that up, making me uh, not insane. Go ahead, Matthew. Okay. Uh, the. <laughs> F A O F. I feel like it's the the Fa of Demi. I don't know. The Fa of Demi, the bomb to Magic Man for the That's So Raven reference. We are old. Another the bomb for Lord of the Rings Online. Always keeping me coming back for some reason. P.S. I remember Mike Phase with ESO was there for those streams. Yeah, we are old. You're welcome for the That's So Raven reference. And Troy, that's just like you. Like, Lotro just keeps dragging you back in occasionally for a couple of months at a time. It just keeps doing it yep. to you. And, Troy, you probably remember the streams that they're talking about. That was in the Game Breaker days when ESO had just come out. And I was streaming the game on Game Breaker's uh, Twitch channel uh, the la that launch week. And it was you and I that were both in-game trying to party up. And we managed to finally create a party. And then we could not find each other. We could oh, yeah, not yeah, find yeah. each I, other. I do remember that. <laughs> and then we were able to find the triangle that would appear above your head if I targeted you. But we could not see you. Like, we were in different phases, but it recognized for target lock purposes <laughs> that you were standing yeah. in front of me. So all you were was this floating triangle icon. And if I untargeted you... Couldn't see you. Couldn't couldn't figure out where you were. That was that was a great week. I mean, not really, but it was fun stream wise. Kitsuruha saying, as far as Heroes of the Storm, uh, commenting uh, to a viewer who commented last week that was not very positive on the Heroes of the Storm front. If that person thinks it's a bag of salt, then they've never played League of Legends. End of story. If you have, you know. The bomb for Power World for making the arc. I actually want to play. Bam. Side note: We can dance if we want to. Nice reference. Uh, question of the week. Uh, we'll come back and hit this one in a second. Uh, Troy, go ahead and take Corey's and finish up the bombs uh, first. Corey P, to be fair, the meaning of different genres makes no sense. MOBA means multiplayer online battle arena. Going off just that, any game where it's an arena-style game with at least four people counts as a MOBA. They need to redefine gaming words. Yeah, we've said that often here, too. Question of the week last week. Since we're talking anniversaries last week and aging MMOs, are MMOs that release today better or worse than the MMOs of the past? Why or why not? Uh, Kitsuruha chiming in here. What's an MMO in 2024? They're not even on my radar at this point. And with the always online BS these days in most games, how can you even define them anymore? You can say it's MMO if you have to be online with millions of other people to play it, even if your match is only a handful or 50 people. Can we just go back to having a full experience out of the gate and be able to enjoy it without people on social media screeching and using ignorant terms? I agree. I agree. Fortnite is not an MMO. Sorry. Troy, you're up. 
Story of the Chicken. I rarely feel new MMOs are even worth looking into. I hear some of them are good, but the ones that have matured and stood the test of time, at least a few years, just seem to be the safer option. I don't know how many years that is, honestly, but being excited for a new MMO is a thing of the past for me, at least. 20 years is too much, though. I'm sick of tab targeting. <laughs> so is Troy. <laughs> Finish it up, Matthew. Yeah. Terminus Tartarus said, old MMOs are clearly better. Maybe not better games, but better MMOs because those games are slower. A slow game means you can chat more, talk more, read guild, chat more, whisper with a friend more. New MMOs try to always hook us with flashy spells or fast action combat or stuff like that. But the true essence of an MMO are the players, the community, the quote-unquote we. If your game lacks the we aspect, you failed in the MMO market for me. I think that's a very valid way to put it. Like a really, really valid way to put it. Uh, Question of the week this week. We've already answered, giving you our opinions. What MMO company do you just hate? Uh, and I'm not talking like the the one that, oh, I don't like the way they monetize this one game. No. I'm talking like no matter how interesting a game looks to you, you just won't touch it with a certain company tied to it. And why do you hate that company? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget your weekly bombs. Dub bomb for something good. A bomb for something bad in the world of gaming or just life in general. We, of course, will be back next week. Might be actually be on Thursday just because I'm trying to work out some scheduling stuff Friday. I'm not quite sure yet how this is going to work out. But stay tuned to Twitter. And if we do the show on Thursday, you'll know. Until then, uh, Matthew, where can everybody find you? YouTube. Check out my YouTube. Thanks, guys. Troy. On the socials at Noobfridge. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at MMOBomb, so you'll know every time we're going live with a stream, a podcast, or we're just hanging out having some fun. Until next time, gang, thanks so much. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.